countdown to the last comic shop in 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. Hey, hey, it is now time for the last comic. Hey, hey. Okay, what happened? I changed personalities there for a second. (laughs) Well, in that case, we better open this shop up as fast as we can to get these newbies in so they can understand what the heck is going on. That's right. And keep it open for those oldies who, after they die at the steps of the comic shop, we can resurrect them to be our fists of the last comic shop. (laughs) And protect everyone coming into the comic shop. You will not mess with our customer, sir. That's right. We were thinking about big toes, but this sounds better, right? <laughs> the big toe of the last comic shop. That's that's this guy, the host with the most, Andy Larson. And welcome back to another week. I'm joined by my regular co-hosts, J.A. Scott and Chad Smith, as well as the wonderful Mikey Wood. Yes, uh, we often hi. have him on DC-related episodes, but today we're going to bring him back for a Marvel one. Mm. As we're talking about Moon Knight. And all things Moon Knight in preparation for the Disney Plus series that will be debuting tomorrow uh, on the TV screens everywhere. So, yeah, the next big MCU TV show. Mikey, as our guest on this show, Moon Knight, what do you think? Are you going to be watching it? Yeah, man. Yeah, I like like the Moon Knight. Well, I like certain Moon Knights. Moon Knight has had 6,000 series. Like, he has literally had, like, they run for, like, 15 issues and they're like let's do it again and like sometimes he's a guy that cuts people's faces off and then sometimes he's batman it looks like the series is basing it on a little warren ellis which is good yeah it's very good because on today's program that's going to be the comic book we're going to be covering after we talk a little bit more about this show we're going to be covering the first six issues of that particular moon knight series written by warren ellis you know, one of the things that I wanted to kind of piggyback on what Mikey Wood just said, and it's something that's, that Chad's brought up on this show so often, the obvious parallels between Moon Knight being at Marvel and, you know, that other caped crusader that's more famous over at DC and Batman. I don't remember bringing this up. Where are you going with this? Well, what I'm saying is one thing that we always we used to talk about all the time was we used to make uh, parallels between Batman and Daredevil and how the fact that, like, because Batman is so well-known, you can't really do a lot of crazy stuff with him, well, long-term, because, like, ultimately, fans will get really ang- angry about that. But with Daredevil, you can do anything. I feel like Moon Knight takes that one step further. It's like, this isn't even Daredevil. Like, now we can do anything with this guy. Right, Chad? Well, for me, Moon Knight is a sometimes food. And I can understand why he's had six million different series because I can read and enjoy a Moon Knight book for about maybe 10 to 12 issues. And then, like, there's just something about Crazy Pants Moon Knight where it's like, oh, that's really cool how crazy and badass he is. And then uh, after so many issues, it's like, yeah, he's still just crazy and badass. And uh, and I'm going to read something else. And then they come out with another one. The next Moon Knight's like, look, I'm crazy and badass. And now I think I'm Captain America and Spider-Man. And uh, Wolverine, you're like, all right, that's awesome. And then uh, for whatever reason, and I'm excited to see how well this show does. If they can change my perception of Moon Knight as he's the most DC of all the Marvel characters and that I think he's built for traits. He's built for a story. Mm -hmm. And then we put him away for a while 
And like, you know what? I could use some crazy badass stuff. Let's go back to Moon Knight again. Yeah. Well, one thing we're going to talk about, and I want to get J.A.'s thoughts, is the, the casting of Oscar Isaacs as Moon Knight in this upcoming show. I mean, we're as Star Wars fans, J.A., do you think this is good casting? I love Oscar Isaac. Outside of the Star Wars stuff, he does some incredible um, movies. He's really good if you saw uh, Ex Machina. Really good in that. But my question is, does this now raise him to the top of the food chain when it comes to, like, <laughs> Disney? Can he, like, walk around the halls of Disney and be like, I'm bringing in all the money, Biachi? <laughs> yeah. Well, it's true. I wonder if some of the other folks from the sequel trilogy could get in on this. Like, all right, real, real quickly, I'll just throw it out to the great. Like, if you were going to take some of the other main cast members from Disney Star Wars sequel trilogy, who would you cast them? as members of the Marvel Universe. We'll start off with Mikey. Who would you yeah. like to see John Boyega play in I, uh, an MCU-related show? He would be super cool as the Strange Academy kind of modern version of Brother Voodoo. Like, Ooh, uh, yeah. yeah. Dr. Voodoo. Cool. Dr. Voodoo is what he's being called now. Yeah, that's right. And like, He's super cool, and I think Boyega could do it. He's got a good voice. All right, uh, J.A., who do you think Daisy Ridley could play in an MCU-related movie or show? Uh, Betsy Braddock. So Ooh. the original Psylocke, you know, when she was uh, with the X-Men and wearing the armor and, and going after uh, Sabretooth and all that before she became a ninja and all that other stuff. The original Betsy Braddock, the original Psylocke. That was yeah. I was going to say the one we talked about on our Mutant Massacre show. Editor's note, check out Mutant Massacre episode Number 11. <laughs> yes, go. Stan, that's the one. But I would also love to see her, like, not only in, uh, playing that part, but, like, the, the more recent stuff, like, from, like, the Hickman, where he she's, like, basically, a, what, a Captain Britain now? Like, you know, and give her the Captain Britain powers. Let her run around. Like, that's that's that would be cool for Daisy and, and kind of, an, you know, an awesome play on the character. All right, Chad, you got the third one. Who would you want to see Adam Driver? Play oh boy in an mcu related movie as much as i don't like that guy like there's something weird about him that's just a little bit off for me personally he's a really good actor i feel like ah whatever you throw at him he'll be fine make him namor put him in speedo namor, yeah. oh shit that's that is inspired casting. he would never he would never ever ever do it but dude <laughs> put him in there. yeah and, 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 and 70s costume where he's not in the skivvies where he's got like the full the full wetsuit and and Henry, Henry Cavill would be Captain Britain. He actually wants to be Captain Britain, which is yes. Henry Cavill's my man crush. So you guys know, like that man is—he was manufactured in a in a, in a lab. Like anyway, but again, back to the the Moon Knight show and how you know I, I won't lie, I'm going to be checking it out because uh, I, I like from what I've just seen in the trailers, like you know I I think it's intriguing, like the guy's losing time and you know that one scene where he gets out of the bed and he's like tied to the to the bed because he doesn't know where he's going to go. Like, I think it could be cool, but I think to Chad's point, like I'm hoping that it can contain my uh, attention for six episodes. And the fact that maybe just because it's a limited number of episodes, it, they'll be able to tell a nice story arc. And then again, I don't know about a season two, but we'll see. I heard people complaining about Oscar Isaac's Oscar Isaac. British accent in the trailer. But, like, you can guarantee he's not going to have it through the whole show. He'll probably have that British accent for one episode. You know, Maybe that's most, a personality thing. Well, that's yeah. yeah. As most people probably know, if you know anything about Moon Knight, Moon Knight is four different people. 
So, um, well, he's one di- one person with four different personalities. One personality is Mark Spector, who he is, and the other one is the Fist of Conshu, who is Moon Knight, and then there's two more. One's like a cab driver or something, and then I don't yeah. remember. Jake, uh, and Jake. then Larry. But not Frenchie. <laughs> Frenchie's his George. Side. Frenchie is his Alfred. Yeah, that was his '90s Alfred. I don't know if Larry, he has, yeah, Daryl, my other cousin Daryl. Right. Uh, yeah. Wait. Well, oh. To me, that Moon Knight is this weird thing because I mean, he, he's super rich, but do they ever explain where the money comes from? He's gun, gun running. It, it's, yeah, it's, he's a mercenary. Yeah. I, he found a lot well, of treasures. He made his first appearance was in an episode. It was in an issue of Werewolf by Night, uh, which you know you got werewolf whose name was jack russell uh-huh, marvel um, but but i'm a marvel character but jack russell terrier was a werewolf and moon knight moon themed werewolf that's uh, yes. when he first came in oh god like i said there's been so many issues and i tried to read all the moon knight stuff but they lost me in the 90s the series that everybody liked i didn't like but the the old issues with bill sankevich artwork and stuff from the first series are superb yeah and we'll talk about that a little bit more after the commercial breaks because we're going to be starting to talk about the comic books make sure that you uh again tune in to moon Knight that will be airing tomorrow we'll probably have some things on our twitter maybe one of those uh twitter streams or something like a stream room space. or something space, space. that's right like the space code did you guys try Space Coke yet? Coke? Uh, no, 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 we're not talking about space. No, no. Ah. We'll have a Twitter space to talk about Moon Knight uh, in the it upcoming like days. Space. So make sure that you uh, check out on Twitter to check that out. But stay tuned. More Last Comic Shop right after this. Six issues of Moon Knight. Was it good? Was it bad? We'll see. Stay space tuned. tastes like Coca-Cola, but with more like a cotton candy aftertaste, apparently. Yeah. Mars smells like salt and vinegar potato chips. Did you know that's true? Scientifically, that's true. Hello, everyone. My name is Nick. I'm the host of Nikolai's Kitchen, and I'm also the host of the annual live stream for The Cure. Livestream for the Cure is a charity event where we raise money with content creators and podcast partners from around the world for the Cancer Research Institute, a wonderful nonprofit researching cancer immunotherapy, training the body's immune system to fight all forms of cancer. This is a mission and a future that I truly believe in. And myself and my team worked tirelessly over the past five years to raise over $50,000 for this cause. This year, we're aiming for our biggest single goal to date of $20,000, and we cannot do it without your help. Please join us for the event May 19th through the 21st, starting at 9 a.m. Eastern, for 45 hours of content from people all over the world. Together, we can bring hope for a future immune to cancer. The more eyes we reach, the more dollars we raise. Please help us in making this goal a reality. Together, we can make a difference. All right, we're back with more of The Last Comic Shop, and it is now time for a Read Pile Review. Yes, where you may not know much about Moon Knight, but we're going to school you on it, because that's what you should have, schooling, before you go to class. What? That's not what people want. That's what people should need. If you're going to really enjoy this Moon Knight show that's going to be on Disney Plus tomorrow, you should know a little bit more about the comic books that they're based on. And that's what we're here for at the last comic shop. And the one that we picked today, again, is the 2015 incarnation of Moon Knight. And it's the first six issues particular series. And J.A., who did that particular series? All right, so uh, these were written by Warren Ellis with art by Declan Shalvey, 
colors were handled by Jordi Belair, and VC's Chris Iliopoulos did the lettering. If you're going to your local comic book shop, you can pick this up in a trade called From the Dead. Also available on Comixology Unlimited currently. The first two trades. Yeah, the second trade's written by, I think, what, Brian Wood. But we're just doing the first trade today. Believe it or not, these are all kind of like single issues, like back in the day, where it's like, these are one and done. So actually, if you go to your local comic book shop and just find one of the issues, it's okay. You can still just pick it up and enjoy a Moon Knight issue. But as a result of that, instead of a 10 cent synopsis this week, we're going to have a 6 cent synopsis because there's six issues and everybody is going to get a chance at this one. Yay! That's called teamwork. And uh, so everybody's going to talk about one of the issues with one sentence. So we're going to go ahead and start off with Chad in issue one. What's the sentence for issue one, Chad? Moon Knight puts on a smart looking white suit and punches some goopy shield guy. J.A., what's the uh, sentence for issue two? Moon Knight watches a sniper kill nine people and then stops him from murdering the tenth. All right. Issue three, Chad? Moon Knight puts on a suit of bones and punches ghosts. (laughs) We're seeing a common theme here. Issue four, Mikey. It's the telltale heart, but with brain spores. All right, take issue five, too, since that was so good. Uh, it's that Judge Dredd movie with Carl Urban in it, or The Raid, but with Moon Knight. It's actually really cool. <laughs> it is. And issue six is mine. Black Spectre just wants to be loved. Aww. <laughs> yes. Yes. And so let's go ahead and get into our initial thoughts. Of course, we're going to explain a little bit about where this is all coming from. J.A., we'll start off with you. Uh, what did you think of these six issues written by Warren Ellis? Yeah, I guess there were six issues. It really was six vignettes. I mean, you don't even get a full story in each issue. It's it's sort of, they're really fast to read. There's not a lot of dialogue. They don't really delve into why Moon Knight is doing what he's doing, other than he protects travelers at night. I don't know. It, it was quite jarring at the beginning to see Moon Knight walking around without color. Everything else is colored, and he's just black and white, but, like, they forgot to paint him. I mean, obviously, it was the choice, but I was like, wait, did they forget that that art there? (laughs) No, oh, I get it now. But if he was walking, why are are the bottoms of his shoes white? Wouldn't they be, you know, smudged or something? I can't keep my sneakers clean. (laughs) That being said, uh, you know... Once I got the premise, oh, every story is different. Every story is just sort of a snapshot. It was like watching that old Four Rooms movie that was Quentin Tarantino and Robert Rodriguez and some other people. So you get like a one overarching character and then all these little set pieces. And it was interesting. It was a fun, fast read. I don't know if it could sustain over like 20 issues. Would you get sick of that after a while? Would you want some more redeeming thread, something to hold these together maybe? I don't know. But for for six issues, it was really good. I thought the stories got progressively better. The last two were probably the best. Yeah, I have to Mm. agree with that. And uh, I I think, honestly, there was kind of like a wink, wink, and nudge, nudge here with Warren Ellis' writing in the fact that, like, pretty much because Moon Knight is just the Marvel equivalent of Batman – He kind of just sets it all up like, hey, you know Batman, right? He's got like this police commissioner guy that calls him in under the police. He investigates crimes. Remember that Batman guy? Yeah, it's just 
it's just the same dude. So you're reading a Batman story, but it's at Marvel. And I'm just going to tell weird and wonky stories. Um, I disagree. Uh, I don't think these are inherently Batman knockoff stories as much as they are. Here's Moon Knight. We want to establish he's more than just a crazy guy. We want to establish he's a crazy badass guy. And why does he wear the white suit? Because he likes when people see him coming. Uh, why does he do the things that he does? Because he is, uh, you know, the fist of this God and he's sworn to protect travelers at night. So as long as you are a night traveler, he's going to come to your aid. But, uh, no, I thought the art in this book was really fantastic. I uh, can't go wrong with Declan Shelby art. I thought the writing did a great job of not getting in the way of the art. Like each of these little vignettes. Ellis knows when to let the, the fight choreography do its thing. And I think this was like right at the, the time when Marvel cut down from 22 pages an issue to 20 pages an issue. Like you can feel the, the briefness, I guess that might even have been more jarring in, in these, but uh, I thought each issue brought something interesting to the table, whether it was that bone suit or whether it was, you know, when he's going through the raid, and he is just brutalizing the people that are inside that building. And he kicks the one guy so hard that he pukes. Uh, yes. There were lots of moments in here that were really brutal and visceral. And, and you felt it. But boy, did they make Moon Knight out to be a badass. And as I said at the intro to the show, reading it for six issues, I'm like, all right, Moon Knight is awesome. But it's also something that runs its course really quickly. Because I think once you get past some of the surface level stuff, there's not a lot of meat on the bone here. Yeah, well, you know, that reminds us of a conversation that we had uh, about movies and about how you guys think three hours is too long for a movie. (laughs) Yes, Um, it is. I read all six of these issues in about 10 minutes. Um, like they just go by. So like, they're so short. They're so brief. I don't know. I, 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 they were neat and they were that sort of like slightly kind of bonkers that Warren Ellis does, you know, and that, that, that Moon Knight lends himself to. And I like in the first issue where they they give you a history of Moon Knight. Like they, they tell you, if you're a new reader, they tell you through a couple of narrations who Moon Knight is. And they even mention the slicing off of faces kind of thing, which is horrible. But anyway, the, um, like it just went by too fast. And then just as it was gaining speed, Ellis is off the book. I don't know. I don't know why. I don't know if he just intended on it being six issues or did what the deal was there. You know, just as it's getting interesting, it ends. Um, yeah, that that was a shock to me because I I had saw that there was volume two, but I didn't delve into it. I didn't read. It. I was like, oh, I'll, I'll read it after the show. You know, like continue this. And he's gone. As Andy said, he's like, oh, yeah, he's done. Yeah, there's somebody else to fix up the writing. I'm like, what the heck? It's like six issues, but. Honestly, it's like he wrote one issue, two issues, maybe, right? Uh, yeah, just, like they just bring mini- him in as a fixer. And, you know, here's a broken character, fix him up, make him cool, and then, you know, go off and do something else. Yeah. So, so basically, he did six issues to get to when you see me coming, run. Right. Well, I, and I will say this that, uh, you know, to Mikey Wood's point about how short they are, you know, like, for example, the issue with. Uh, brain spores i almost thought that that was like one half of an issue 
like they used to do with the Amazing Spider-Man, where you get two stories, like in the very, very early Amazing Spider-Man issue. And I thought that was the same way with like the ghosts that were punks, right. the punk ghosts. I was like, that's not really a story. Nothing happens there. He puts on some armor and he punches some people and he finds somebody. And I still don't know why that mattered at the end. I was going to say, yeah. what do you mean? They were all there. They all looked really cool. What else do you want? <laughs> I want, so, I want something like issue six. Issue six was by far the best issue of this. I mean, issue five was great, but that was just great because that was just nonstop action from beginning to end. That was just an interesting collection of panels and how like he goes up the staircase. That's all it was. Issue six had substance behind it. It's about this cop that basically wants to be Moon Knight. I'm still going to go back to this play on Batman. It's like if you had, I don't know, Harvey Bullock, not even that, like some person, some Yahoo person on the Gotham City police force that like didn't know anything. And he's like, he's really jealous of like how much Commissioner Gordon talks to Batman and stuff. It's the same thing here. It's like Moon Knight comes in and everybody's in awe of him. So he's like, dang it. All of my life I've been put down. People's told me I'm not good enough. I will be Moon Knight. In fact, I'll be better than Moon Knight. I'll be Moon Knight's arch enemy, the Black Spectre. So he goes and he trains and stuff. And he kills his wife. Yeah, like that was brutal. That's yeah. where he's explaining it to her. She's like, wait, how are you going to do this? And he's like, ah, that's the other thing. There's no ties. And then he kills his wife with that dart. But it was fitting because, like, again, like, this guy's psychotic. Like, this guy's off the rails and he's committed. He is committed to people liking him as the Black Spectre. Like, he is going to be better than the Moon Knight. And at the end, you know, Moon Knight just kicks the shit out of him. And then, like, leaves him there. And he's like, you know why I'm better? Because I don't want to be liked. If you're if you're that dark, if you're that disturbed, like Moon Knight is, you don't want to be liked. You don't care. Here, about here, here's where I get controversial. Because right, you know, uh, one has to wonder, with what has come to light about Warren Ellis since these books came out, if Warren Ellis having Moon Knight say people who love me get hurt, that's Warren Ellis actually speaking through the character. Uh, because there's been some, if you don't know what's happened with Warren Ellis, it's what's happened with a lot of creators. He abused his power when it came to women. And, uh, you know, it's unfortunate, but one has to kind of wonder if that's sort of a little bit of a, of a because, you know, you put your, a little bit of yourself into everything that you write, I would imagine. Well, let's go around there because I named my favorite issue and why I liked it. I mean, this is a collection of six. Was there anybody that thought uh, there was an issue better? Uh, we'll start off with uh, J.A. Yeah, issue five, The Raid. It's a copy of a copy of a copy, so it's pure homage. And issue six is just stereotype. Oh, all right. Mm. Chad, did you have a, an issue that you particularly liked other other than the ones brought up? Um, I, I really like that suit. I just, for whatever reason, the idea of this lunatic walking down the streets in an all white suit, all white mask. And, uh, good God, forgive the, the social implications. Like it looks badass. Like yeah. I, that's all there is to it. There's, I, there's, it's all style. That, that's just what this book is. I don't know. So anytime he showed up in that white suit, just looking badass, I'm like, all right, I'm down for it. Mikey? 
it's funny that Chad used the word lunatic because Luna, meaning moon, that's where it comes from. Yeah. From, from the, you know, there's your, there you learn something by listening to this podcast. Oh, you're just teaching everybody so, today. Seriously, you're bringing Lita, it all today. Professor you know, Wood. Um, <laughs> no, but, they, you know, I joked about it, but I actually really enjoyed the one I said was like the Telltale Heart. You know, uh, uh, Moon Knight investigates a sleep study where everyone turned out ill or dead or something. But when he traveled into like this dream realm, it was super cool. Like the the visuals were really neat. Oh yeah, and the colors, man. Compared yeah. to the absence of color everywhere else, that issue oh, is yeah, color yeah. bursting like, everywhere. Yeah, we, went, like we this- suddenly went trad more. Yeah, like it's this weird fever dream kind of thing, um, very much dealing with like mushrooms and spores and kind of things because it has something to do with what ends up happening in the finale. But uh, yeah, yeah, that was a good one. So I guess my next question for everybody that involved here is, again, we're, we're recommending this to, to new comic book fans that maybe not have ever read Moon Knight. And I mean, there's been a lot of other Moon Knights that you can pick up. There's one done by uh, Jeff Lemire. Uh, there's one done by Brian Michael Bendis. There's the original Doug Monk. Uh, with that Bill Sienkiewicz art. I, I actually wanted to read that one on today's show, but there's not really a good quote-unquote arc that's like only like six issues. Like you have to read like a ton of that run to, to really enjoy it. So like that might not be the best for comic book fans coming in off the street. But guys, honestly, like do you think somebody just watching the Disney Plus show tomorrow, they go to the local comic book shop and pick up this book, is this going to be giving them everything they need to enjoy it? It, it, it looks like they're pulling from it. It, it, it looks like they're because he's in the suit. But I don't know if it's if this particular series is one that I would say, hey, if you want to start reading Moon Knight, start with this. Because it will just confuse the shit out of people. It'll just, you know, like start earlier. Like, like started. There was this really good four issue miniseries and Doug Monk wrote it. And Tommy Lee Edwards drew it, and I can't remember what year it was, but it was a four-issue miniseries, and it was really good, and it gives you everything you need. Um, I would recommend that one before I would recommend this one, even though this one is good. I would say, hey, read this first, and then if you want your brain to melt, read the Warren Ellis one. <laughs> you know. I would say that this one is not going to melt your brain. It's entertaining, and so if you're somebody that is new to comics, and you just want to be entertained, you don't want to spend a lot of time doing homework or doing the legwork, I I think this is a solid collection. The stories are quick, but there's not a bad one in the bunch. And then once you decide that you really like Moon Knight and you want to dig into that Bill Sienkiewicz run, or if you want to dig into my recommendation later, alluded spoilers, uh, you can check out those. But as, as bad as I feel about recommending something for Warren Ellis, knowing what we know now, this is a nice surface level hey, I want to dip my toes in the water. It's fun. Yeah, it, it's very much the amuse-bouche of <laughs> Moon Knight stories. It, well, it uh, was amusing. <laughs> oh, that's so bad. <laughs> yeah, I think uh, I'm with Chad on that. You know, read this. If you like it and you want to read about and find out about the character, actually, then, you know, there, there are some much better series to do it because you're not going to learn a lot about sort of what makes him tick why he has a car that self-drives itself, where all his money comes from, why he's all about protecting travelers at night. Well, we're going to talk about some more issues with our recommendations as part of uh, the next segment, which will also include our rating of this six-issue run. So stay tuned for that 
right after these commercial breaks. Nerd Podcast. If you enjoy genuine conversation from two guys who love the subjects that they're talking about, give us a listen. We're easy to find. Just search Pittsburgh Nerd on some of your favorite podcast catching apps. Or you can also check out our vlog on YouTube. Just search Pittsburgh Nerd. Hello, everyone. My name is Dominic, and I want to tell you about the Comic Book Report. It's my YouTube channel where I review, unbox, discuss all things comic collected editions. I review so you can get an idea of what to read. So stop on by and tune in to the Comic Book Report, only on YouTube. You can also find some of my promotional accounts on Instagram at the Comic Book Report and on Twitter at Comic Book RPT. I look forward to hearing from you. Hey, hey, we're back with more of The Last Comic Shop, and it is now time for our ratings, where we promise not to moon you, but (laughs) (laughs) yeah, I I had to say it, come on, Uh, but we are going to give you some Moon Knight ratings. I was going to say, I'm a big guy, don't sneak up on me from behind, you know? (laughs) (laughs) All right. Listen, we've got a one out of four scale. J.A. likes to give us something fun to, to rate it by. And so what's the, the rating scale for this week, J.A.? It's a one out of four moon phases. So is it a, uh, a crescent moon? Is it a more of a waxing gibbous? You're a waxing gibbous. <laughs> is, is, there, is there a full gibbous? There's what a waning gibbous. gibbous. All right. Gibbous, your recommendation. Oh! Mikey, I'm very impressed with your bad puns today. (laughs) Doing a great job. Thank you. Good so we're going to go ahead and start off with Mikey Wood, because let's see yeah. if he can give us some more puns. Yeah. How many uh, moon phases are you giving us? I think, oh, man, like a two and a half. For me, I, for $3.99, because I, I bought these when they came out, if it's $3.99, I want the issue to last me at least as long as I have to poop. So, <laughs> and, and these don't. <laughs> they, they, they're really short. They're, like, really short. It's a lot of action and a lot, but they're interesting, so it's like... Like I enjoy, I, I quite enjoyed it. I want it's it's like other thing. I wanted more. Like just when it got interesting, it switched gears. But but the next volume is really cool too. Two and a half. All right, yeah. Chad. There's a lot of this that I enjoyed. I thought the art was good. I thought when it was they wanted it to be trippy, it was trippy. When they wanted it to be brutal, it was brutal. And it is just fun to see a badass character every now and again. It's, that was every movie in the eighties. Like. It was it was like that. So I'm gonna say three out of four. Am I a waxing gibbous? A waning gibbous? Three gibbuses. <laughs> okay. A dry gibbous. Uh Jay, you're up. Six quick short stories. It was fun. It was interesting. It wasn't quite enough, I think. So I would say that it's more of a waning crescent. Not a waxing crescent, a waning crescent. It's slowly going away, maybe. Or or maybe it's a waxing crescent. So it's going towards full, but it's not quite full. I don't know. I give it 275. So if you haven't read Moon Knight and you just watched the Marvel show and you want to get some Moon Knight, this will probably mesh very well with the Disney Marvel stuff, but a lot more brutal. So don't give this to your, like, 12-year-old because they're going to have nightmares. 
because of brain spores and other things. Mm. Yeah. And that scene where he throws the crescent shuriken up through the one guy's neck when he's going up the stairs. I thought that was brutal. Yes. But just not enough. You know, give me a bit more. Maybe add a couple of extra pages. Give us some more padding. Give us some more moon phases. Yeah. Some more moon. I'm, I'm going to say shine on, shine on, half moon. Like, this is a half moon. It's a two. And, and why it's a two is because, like, half of the issues were good. Half of the issues I forgot. Mm. Other than the sport, like, the, actually the end of the sports, I forgot all about the trippy dream stuff. I forgot about the issue with the uh, with the sniper. You know, I, I, I and honestly, the one with the ghosts, I thought was like three pages. I'm like, oh, he punches a ghost and then he goes back someplace and then he gets punched by, I don't know. I don't know. But then there was like two really good issues towards the end. And so like that saved it. And especially that sixth issue. Boy, I love that issue. Like, I don't know why I love that issue. But like it, it didn't even have to do with Moon Knight. It was like one of those books where you're, you're telling a story about somebody that is not the superhero and, and it actually ends up being more interesting. So yeah, it's a solid two. The art was tremendous. I, I, I can't, can't fault the art on this. I love that. Again, everything in that raid issue, like where he throws the, his coat over the one guy and throws him over the banister. That was just badass. Mm. And like, well, how is he to say that? Yeah. But, uh, can I defend that second issue? Cause I thought that was really neat. It took me a moment to get my bearings with the sniper how they had the eight panel grid and each panel was, you know, one separate character in their different location. And, and then as the characters are, are picked off by the sniper, like their story becomes that negative space they use for words or for whatever, just, you know, from a comic creation standpoint, for whatever reason, it made it more brutal as people were getting picked off and plucked off one by one. So it's not to say they're not doing cool stuff with this book, but yeah, it, it, it all does go really quick. Yeah, I think the art is probably the high point, and and the art design and how they've laid out the panels and laid out the story, uh, the writing, the it's more on sort of plot elements because there's hardly any dialogue. <laughs> when the dialogue's there, it is very Batman esque. I'm gonna say something very cool. It's just a mask. No, it's your face. She's right. It's my face. <laughs> I'd like to see the script pages for this. I'd like to see how Ellis scripted these. Because they're, they're very deliberate, These those panels. You know, especially the uh, the raid. You know, that's very everything's very deliberate there. And you wonder if he wrote it that way or if he was like, they did it the Marvel way. You know yeah, what I mean? fight scene. Yeah. <laughs> you know, the old Marvel way where Stan was like, okay, so Spider-Man fights Stiltman. Go to it. And then, you know, gets it back and is like, okay, here's what they say. Yeah, I wonder if that, but or or I wonder if it's like an Alan Moore phone book of a script. Well, regardless of what we rated this book, one thing that we always like to do is give you other books to check out in addition to this one, and that's <laughs> called Recommendations. Again, go to your local comic book shop, pick up this Moon Knight trade from the dead or some of the single issues if you can find them in buck bins, or some of these other things that we're going to tell you about. And we're going to go ahead and start off with uh, the wonderful J.A. Scott. So, J.A., what do you got for a recommendation this week? So I'm going to go uh, recommending a Punisher Max, the complete collection. Ah! So this is Punisher, but Punisher under uh, Marvel's Max series line or under the max branding so it is definitely for adults only uh this is punisher in his gory best 
Uh, you get a story about sort of his coming of age in Vietnam. Microchip shows up and basically blows Punisher's face off after he blows his arm off. Punisher, is he going to play a patsy for the CIA? They try to get him involved. They're all uh, self-contained stories, but each story runs about three or four issues long. But it's all very violent and uncompromising. It's the DC version of a Punisher book. But yeah, it's like the black label of uh, Punisher comics. Yeah, I'm not a Punisher guy, and I haven't read the Max series, but like, I feel like that's the one area where Punisher works, where it's more realistic, except no one has shot him in the face yet. I feel like the Punisher should just get shot in the face in issue five, and that's the end of Punisher. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I wasn't a big fan of Garth Ennis's work until I read Punisher Max, to be honest. And then after that, I was just like, ooh. And then I, I followed that up with uh, Fury Max, which I'm hoping that someday we'll review on this show because I just think that is an absolutely awesome series. Oh, yeah, with the Gordon Parlov art? That's yeah, that's brutal, but rightfully so brutal like that's that's a story that does not compromise or pull punches and i think some of those issues of punisher max also do the same thing so yeah if you like your comic books just gory as hell and 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 just dark yeah go read punisher max it's good (laughs) yeah so it's garth innis writing uh and then the pencils are shared across some of the story arcs you got Derek robertson on pencils and tom palmer on inks on the first set uh that's the vietnam story in the beginning you've got pencils by Louis la rosa with inks again by tom palmer and then uh probably andrew's favorite of the set is when uh, he's got a fight off a couple of irish gangs in hell's kitchen and it's called kitchen irish uh that artist was leandro fernandez with colors by dean white all right. Uh, next up on our recommendations is Chad Smith. So, Chad, what do you got for us this week? So, you know, I said Moon Knight is a sometimes food. Well, now is Moon Knight time. So we're going to talk about Moon Knight. Uh, the new series, uh, as of our recording, uh, nine issues have come out. Uh, the writer has been Jed McKay. Uh, the first five issues, the art was done by Alessandro Capuccio. But he takes an issue off here or there. But uh, the premise of the series is really cool. It starts off, Moon Knight is back, and apparently the last big go-around with the Moon Knight, he tried to kill all the Avengers. And his god is now imprisoned on Asgard because, you know, it's bad. And so you have Moon Knight, who is the fist of this god. He is the sworn protector of this god. He is sworn to uphold his mission to protect the travelers at night. He is sworn to do all the other parts of his mission that I can't recall right now. But at the same time, he recognizes his God as a bad guy. But he sets up his mission where he's still going to fulfill that mission because he thinks that uh, the goals are worthwhile. And so while he's doing that, the first thing he encounters is the other fist of Khonshu, who shows up. And he's a doctor in his other life. But he's like, you're really not good at this. And they fight! fun because you have the two fists going at it but then the zodiac shows up and he's someone who's trying to take out the mission and take out moon knight and so the two fists have to team up and it's more badassery and moon knight being cool and crazy and it's it's a lot of fun if you like the warren ellis run i do feel the jed mckay run here has a little bit more depth to it 
And so I definitely recommend the first six issues as a trade with the Zodiac. The art is really fantastic. It gets kind of sketchy sometimes, uh, but it's very kinetic. And if you are jonesing for more Moon Knight, this will satiate that need. And then in a couple issues, it'll be time to move on from Moon Knight again. But for now... I was going to ask you whether or not it, it <clears throat> seems like Jed McKay is uh, channeling his inner Matt Fraction there and, and giving us a little bit of Moon Knight a la the immortal Iron Fist by giving us like, hey, here's other Fist of Conchu guy. You know, hey, there's actually been more of you than just the one Moon Knight. I mean, you know, I, I'm all kidding aside. Is, is it similar to the immortal Iron Fist in that regard? Well, yes and no. I mean, there's always the tropes of bringing in the equal but opposite. And it's funny because they throw two equal but opposite Moon Knights at Moon Knight at the same time because you get the Hunter's Moon, which is the other fist, and then you get the Zodiac, who's like the equal but opposite, but he's the the real bad guy. McKay's doing enough to keep it interesting, so much so that, like, as a writer, I I think this book finally elevated him in my mind to be like, no, if Jed McKay's going to do a book, I'm going to pick it up. Uh, He consistently puts out really solid stuff, so... Well, I mean, if I mean, yeah, if it's an homage to Immortal Iron Fist, that's a great story anyway. So, like, that's not a bad thing. Like, right? No, I, I wouldn't say there's enough similarities that I would even compare it. But if you want to talk about, like, yeah, remember the time they had blue lanterns and green lanterns and red lanterns and all? Like, they do this all the time with all the heroes. You know what I mean? Like, it's not Mm. a totally unexplored trope, but it doesn't mean it's not fun. Oh, there you go. Is that the one with vampires in the first issue? Yes, and he yes. fights the vermins. Yes. Apparently vermin can clone himself now. I yes. didn't know that. Yeah, that first issue was cool. I read that first issue. That was awesome. And I should mention his his secretary at his mission is a vampire who uh, is trying to not be a vampire. But yeah, it, it's all kinds of fun. Okay. Well, speaking of fun, I'm going to go next with my recommendation. It is actually non-comic book. Like, it's not an actual comic book. For the first time ever. I'm actually going to give a recommendation that's an actual comic book-related media thing. It's actually a cartoon that I watched on HBO Max recently that I just have to gush about because I really enjoyed it. As we're speaking about Moon Knight and the similarities to that Cape Crusader over at DC, my recommendation this week is going to be a Batman animated movie called Soul of the Dragon. You know, it basically casts Batman in a 70s martial arts flick. Uh, with all the awesomeness that it entails. It basically uh, teams uh, Batman up with Richard Dragon, who is pretty much your stand-in for uh, Bruce Lee in this particular film, as well as some other classic Denny O'Neill characters, such as uh, Bronze Tiger, Ben Turner. Uh, So you get him. You also get uh, Shiva. You get Osensei. And it really tells a story about Batman going to a monastery in the Tibet or wherever and learning the martial arts from O-Sensei uh, at the same time as a lot of other folks. Like, again, Shiva was a part of that class and this Ben Turner and this Richard Dragon and everything. And there's a horrible secret there. There's a door that, if it's open, will bring forth Naga, the great serpent god. And so, originally, the kind of like a James Bond-esque evil society of serpents tries to open it and infiltrate the original you know monastery and 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 bring forth the the god and then later on they grab some sort of blade and try to do it again and all these former students have to team up and it's really uh more about 
uh, Bruce Wayne than it is actually about Batman because all the characters that did all the training with him knew that Bruce Wayne was eventually going to become Batman. So they're like, Bruce, go put on your underwear because you're much more scary when you do that. So they like they're they're part of the joke, and so it's 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 refreshing because again, Batman's not indestructible here. He's not infallible. He's not the greatest martial artist actually. Richard Dragon is. He's a better one. Shiva is a better martial artist. But like Batman still brings what Batman brings, and so uh, you get this really neat globe trotting adventure. With all of those classic martial arts tropes, like, you know, climbing to the top of a mountain and fighting in front of an evil gate, your sensei now becomes your enemy, and you have to beat him. So, yeah, I threw it on as a lark, just because, like, I was like, ah, it, I needed something to do the elliptical with, and I really ended up enjoying it. So, if you like martial arts films, if you like Batman, if you like action films, check out uh, Batman Soul of the Dragon. Uh, and now we've got Mikey Wood with his recommendation. Mikey, what do you got for us? You know, I'm going to go with the DC book because that's what I do to you guys. Um, I'm going to go with a 2004 miniseries from DC. It's The Question, and it ran six issues. And it was written by Rick Veitch and drawn by Tommy Lee Edwards. And it was collected in a trade paperback called Falling in Place. And it's the Vic Sage question, the original question. It, it looks at him in, a, in sort of a different way. So it, 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 it sort of interweaves Eastern philosophy into, into Western superhero comics. It has to do with uh, Vic Sage actually hearing Metropolis call out to him. And he goes and he ends up getting sort of having to assist Superman on certain things. It, it's just a really, really interesting, interesting book um, in a similar vein to, to this kind of thing. So. And yeah, I that's awesome. The question is one of those characters that uh, I've not read nearly enough of, and so I'm always looking for cool question stuff. Oh, that Denny O'Neill run from the 80s, it's magnificent. There you know. You yeah. know what also is magnificent? The last comic shop. <laughs> uh, the fact that you can get it every single week by just rate, reviewing, and subscribing over at our website, www.lastcomicshoppodcast.com. That's a terrific place where you can find all of those magnificent podcasting platforms where uh, you can, uh, again, do that subscribing, as well as a link to our YouTube channel where you can find not only uh, all of the episodes of our podcast, but also interviews with uh, independent comic book creators, uh, such as Mikey Wood, uh, who might be putting out Kickstarters and things like that, as well as unboxings of action figures and omnibuses and all kinds of great stuff. So bonus content for all our fans. Check it out, www.lastcomicshoppodcast.com. And you can also find us on the social medias if you want to continue the conversation. On Twitter and Instagram, we are at Last Comic Shop. Uh, check us out for things like weekly polls, or what's on our pool list, or daily comic book factoids, or cool Golden Age covers to help put you to bed. Uh, there's all that and more. And if you need help finding those, you can always go back to our website where they can find what else, J.A.? Uh, we always have links to our merch store. Uh, this week, you can get a all-white, white-on-white suit, white tie, white socks, white shoes, white mask. That's right. Just maybe a color logo in the middle. <laughs> have a logo and i don't want the white logo on the white shirt like nobody's gonna be able to see it like that's not brand awareness that is oh that's what we need we need to do a black and white logo it's just the line art of the logo on a white shirt 
Oh, jeez. I like it. I guess. I guess. That's Mikey, Moon Knight would level you do crazy. This? Mikey has promised that eventually he's I going know. to come up with a design for one of our <laughs> shirts. Can you I do know. one of these these chalk outline shirts for us, Mikey? Yeah. <laughs> That's too easy. No, yeah. Mikey, we want to see something action-packed from you. Something like you can get in some of your awesome comic books that you've created. Which, by the way, where can they get your wonderful work, Mikey? <laughs> oh, no, I haven't done anything in years. <laughs> um, but no, you can you can find my stuff out there. If you go to Amazon.com and you type in the words, Hate Your Friends and Mikey Wood... My graphic novel, Hate Your Friends from 2004, will come up with uh, myself and uh, the wonderful Kristen uh, Blank. Well, Kristen Blank, Kristen Ross, same person. Um, and uh, Amazon also has Pack of Lies, which was a wonderful jam comic I did with a lot of Pittsburgh artists. It was a film uh, like a detective noir sort of sort of murder mystery kind of thing. You can read Hate Your Friends and El Phantasma on Graphite.com for free. But yeah, so there you go. And I thank you guys. I love being on the show. We love having you, Mikey. And we love comic shops. And so we encourage everybody to go out to your local comic shop and find some cool stuff, whether it is Moon Knight by Warren Ellis and Declan Shalvey, whether it is the Question miniseries by Rick Veet and Tommy Lee Edwards. Maybe you want to check out uh, Punisher Max by Garth Ennis and Friends or the new Moon Knight by Jed McKay. And uh, Mr. Capuccio, or maybe you don't want to go to the comic shop. You just want to turn on HBO Max and try to catch Batman, Soul of the Dragon. Get your Kung Fu fix. Yeah. All that and more waits for you in the whole comic book ether. Good luck. <laughs> All right. But you never have to have good luck in order to find us at the last comic shop every week. Just make sure that you come back. And I, until then, I was the host of the most, Danny Larson. And I was joined by Jay Scott and Chad Smith, as well as the marvelous Mikey Wood. And until next week, stay safe, stay sane, and remember, when the moon hits your eye like a big pizza pie, it's probably time to get out of the way. Run, it's moon night! Why are people throwing food at you? Like, what did you do to them? Moons thrown at you, pizzas thrown at you, what are you? If the moon hits somebody in the eye, that would cause a lot of issues with the tides and things. (laughs) I think the world would be destroyed. When the moon hits your eye, unless it's one of the Shop was a 2022 Black Angus production.